Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. folks as we continue on through these songs of the night the book of psalms and today we so sandwiched in between the shortest psalm 117 that we just finished and the longest psalm 119 we find psalm 118 and that's where we're at today psalm 118 i think is a great psalm we're going to break it into a few pieces and really dig in and uh, i think there's a lot that god has for us especially those of us with hurting hearts those with ptsd and uh, I think we, we see an awful lot here uh, that, that gives us help, uh, that talks about the Lord and, and does those things for us. But with me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie, good morning to you. Happy Friday. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I am doing pretty well. Um, enjoying summer. I love summer. So other than the poison ivy, summer is a great thing. Yeah. So uh, Stephanie has poison ivy all around, all about. Uh, not only does she have it, uh, it seems to be going around the family and friends. I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think anybody wants to help in the backyard anymore. That's uh, right. They're all dealing with vast quantities of, uh, of poison <laughs> ivy. And, but the guys escaped it. It's just the girls. <laughs> wow. And they're swollen and scars and red things. And kind of looks a little bit like infatigo or something. And. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a pretty nasty looking. I've seen pictures, so I haven't personally seen the people. Emmy told me she's defeating it pretty easily. So I guess it's the rest of them. Uh, so Steffi, Stephanie, uh, the daughter, has really got a batch of it, but she's beating it. She's got some medicine helping her out. And Stephanie uh, seems to be getting another new batch of it. So keep these guys in prayer. Probably by the time you hear this, the, the poison ivy will be going, or there'll be one complete poison ivy on their body. <laughs> You'll be seeing them on the nightly news. Their entire body is poison. Thank you. Yeah. But I think it's going to be all going by the time you hear this, but uh, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, you might be a knucklehead. If so, this segment belongs to me today. You might be a knucklehead. If you go to the store and you pick out clothes that fit perfectly and then you buy one size smaller or <laughs> you put on weight. And you're still wearing the old clothes. Can I tell you something? That's not a pretty thing. I'm just being upfront with you. If uh, you know, if if you, you know, if you take off your skirt or your britches and you got a crease in your belly, you might be wearing something a little bit too tight. That's all I want to say. I just want to leave it at that. And you might be a knucklehead. You know, if you if you put on weight, if the pandemic was hard on you, you can't drive by McDonald's, you eat Dunkin' Donuts, whatever the case may be, just buy bigger clothes. Make it easy on all of us. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Stop it. And there's skinny people out there that can use that clothes at Goodwill and stuff like that. So I just wanted to say that I've been wanting to get it off my mind. I didn't feel at liberty to say that, but I, I feel like it had to be said. So folks, think about it. Are the clothes you're wearing right now, are you considering unbelt, unbuckling at the waist to sit in your car? 
you might have clothes <laughs> that are too tight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Very all I want to say. Yeah. If you're worried about your buttons taking somebody out, you might be wearing clothes that are a bit too tight. That's all I'm yeah. saying. There's implications involved with that. You might hurt the guy next to you. Not, <laughs> it's okay. You know, they make bigger clothes. Walmart has all sizes. So I just, just want, now food that's right with God. So I've been struggling. I really want to give you guys something good and uh, uh, something I really like. And I'm not sure if I ever gave you this one before, but Debbie, my wife, makes creme brulee every Christmas. She makes a huge pan of it. It's like, you know, she puts vanilla bean in it, and uh, it's a creme brulee that you make with basically egg yolks and cream, heavy cream. And, man, I'll tell you that. I can taste it right now. I want to get up from my chair right now, shut everything off, and get her to make some more. That's how good it is. So food that's right with God is creme brulee especially my wife, Debbie's. So I just want to say that. So you might be a knucklehead if your clothes don't fit. And, uh, and number two, you might be a knucklehead. Oh, no, food that's right with God, creme brulee. But there is, there's another side to the clothes, Stephanie. And the other side is if your clothes are falling down places. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was that guy as I was transitioning. I got healthy. And, you know, if your clothes are falling down, if you unbuckle your belt and your britches fall to the floor, they might be too big when you don't have to do anything else. So try to stay on top of that whole clothes fit situation. And uh, uh, so here we are. We're in summer, as Stephanie said. We're in Psalm number 118. And, uh, I mean, you've been there, right, Stephanie? You just got to go buy new clothes. I've been there. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's expensive. But just do it, and you can always give somebody a blessing by getting rid of your clothes that are too tight or too loose. Oh, give thanks. And Stephanie and I just went through a batch, a batch of clothes that were too big because we lost weight in the last year. But oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that make me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. That's pretty straightforward right there. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So isn't it funny how those last two verses end with the, you know, don't put your confidence in man and don't put your confidence in princes. You get to put your confidence in God. Why would you go anywhere else? What are you thinking, Stephanie? Yeah, I, I love, I love that this again goes over and over. You know, it starts out talking about his mercy enduring forever. It's like, in case you were wondering, this is still true. And um, verse five is very precious to me. Um, well, it starts, there's this, this chapter is precious, but it says, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. In other words, he gave me a firm foundation. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? And as you go through these verses, just understand, you know, it makes me think of Joseph again, um, one of my favorite Bible heroes, but Joseph knew through those severe, severe 
crushing experiences that God was on his side. He was staying faithful to God no matter what because he knew by faith that God was on his side. And because of that, what could man do to him? In the end, God's on your side. That's all that matters. Yeah. And have the world on your side and get to heaven and be in big trouble. But if God's on your side, what can man do to you in the end that, yeah. that can separate you from his love? Absolutely nothing. It, it kind of reminds me of, uh, what is it the Apostle Paul says? Something like, if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? Or, mm-hmm. or, or God, does, yeah, if, right. If God be for us, who can be against us? Yeah. And, and that kind of, I think that kind of points to um, a relationship that's long lasting, that's very important, but that's, uh, that's far reaching. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's going to be people that do us wrong. You know, a friend of mine yesterday got messed over, and just before I had a, a Zoom meeting with him, somebody had basically broken off a friendship with him. You know, people are always going to be knuckleheads. You know, this goes back to my theory that 50% of the population are knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we meet them all the time. We're related to them. We, we're around them. We see them. We live around them. You know, there's a full 50%. And that number may be getting a little bit higher. And uh, Yeah. One of my kids reminded me of that. They're like, Daniel was talking about some current political stuff. And he said, boy, he said, they're keeping Uncle Doug's theory in place. He's like, I think it's higher than 50. But he's like, goes yeah. to show you. <laughs> I think it used to be 50-50. But with the last election, I think we see it's about 52% or something like that. I don't know. But there's people messed up out there. Yeah. And messy people. But you know what? God died for them, too. He can fix you. That's- if you happen to be just sneaking in, because most of the regulars on this podcast are not knuckleheads. They're, they've got it all together because they've learned what a knucklehead looks like, so they're getting rid of things in their life. That's right. You know, they're getting rid of clothes that are too loose, clothes that are too tight. They're getting rid of being narcissistic. We're bringing people to a good place, but God here puts things together. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And I wanted to camp out there for a minute because we tend to be respecter of people, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a society, oh, man, that guy's the president. He's all that and a cup of coffee. That guy's, a, you know, a mayor. That guy's this. That gal's this. They're, you know, we, we want to put our confidence in people who've achieved position. But, but God is no respecter of people. Yeah. And, yep. and so how do we know if we're uh, out of balance with that? Well, I think um, the, the baseline would be who do you go to for your counsel when you think when you're making a decision is the first is your first thought, what does God think about this or what would so and so do? And, um, you know, there's warning bells for me, especially looking back on my life. Warning bells were people that I respected or that I revered. Their automatic default wasn't what does God think of this? It was what would so and so do or what does who you know, what does so and so think of this? If that's your default, you're not walking in the fear of the Lord. You're walking with a person set up in that position of respect and adoration, whether you would admit that or not. When that's when that's your default of being concerned, what would they think above anything else? And a lot of times those people that you're so concerned about what they think, unfortunately, you're nothing but a tool to them, and they don't really care about you and the rubber meets the road either. And so it just becomes this vicious evil cycle, which is, bondage which is satan's goal so who do you you know who who holds your affection who holds your thoughts when it comes to 
making decisions and living your life. Um, that's going to tell a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you look at eight and nine, it's, it's, it's talking about, are we putting our trust in humanity? Mm-hmm. Or are we putting our trust in God? And, and there's respecters of people. There's people who fall all over people. There's yeah. people that would sell up a kid or, or, or a relative or a sibling uh, just to, you know, feel like they, they know somebody of power and they can hang out with yeah. them. And that kind of thing always made me sick. You know, I met a bunch of presidents and stuff. They're just people. And uh, I, 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 you know, we get, we get the opportunity to go to the throne of God. And I'm telling you, when you're hurting, when PTSD is upside down, when your life seems sideways, when things aren't going the way you want, when there's fear involved, when, when the devil has dominion over you, and he gets that way sometimes, you have to stop and say, wait a minute, I'm saved. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to stop. And he may not have dominion over your soul, but certainly there are times that even us as Christians get in a fleshly place where the devil takes control of us for a little bit. And, but, but you stop all that and say, wait a minute. My God is an awesome God. My God is a big God. My God is bigger than all this. And I'm going to trust in my God. My God's going to be the one I trust. He's going to be the one that is 100% for Doug. You know, he's the one who's not going to move. He's the one that uh, uh, paid the price for me. And, uh, you know, he's the one that gives us victory. He's the one that takes us out of the bad place. And, um, you know, over and over again, the problem that we seem to have as a society you know, and, and I, I hate to say this because I know a lot of people say this, but, you know, we watch TV. And TV glorifies a lot of things that aren't godly. Yeah. TV glorifies, you know, these sexual relationships or these conquests and uh, these, you know, uh, sinful type of things. TV glorifies sin. TV glor- and But that gets pumped into your brain. So the more TV you watch, the more that's pumped into your brain the more apt you are to take on the wrong image of things. And we wonder why people are going through the junk they're going through. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of it's being trained into us by what we watch, what we read, what we do, who we listen to. And, and, and you know, the psalmist is saying, and I believe David, it's a good argument for David in this psalm, even though it's not listed that way, but I think it is. And, and he's been through junk. And he says, I called upon the Lord in distress. I've been there. Distress is a bad place to be. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. He took care of me. He got me away from, I felt cornered. I felt, you know, people with PTSD feel like they're backed into a corner, feel like there's nowhere to go. But God can pick you up and put you in a large, eerie, wonderful place. Yeah. And, and I think that's the significance here, Stephanie. I mean, how would you wrap that up? Yeah, I think coming to that place where God, God is everything to you. And, you know, our confidence is always going to be in something. It's always, I mean, that's just how God made us. It's always in something. And um, to come to that place of place of realizing that our confidence is our hope. And hope in God may not always be seen as Romans 8 talks about, but that's what real hope is. Hope in flesh, hope in man, hope in a position, hope in in possessions, hope in even a calling that God's put on your life versus God himself will fail you. You know, there's times that, that I find myself putting my confidence or my hope in what God wants me to do. And then 
a trial comes up, you know, somebody that you've been working with and loving turns on you or lies to you and you feel so betrayed and God brings you, brings you back around to is your confidence in what I'm, what you're doing or is your confidence in me? And um, I think that's the point of this is we will live with fear. We will live with a constant feeling of depression (laughs) if we don't keep our hope and our confidence in Christ alone. And I think that wraps it up great. And folks, let me tell you this. We had a lady friend. Her name was Marissa Manis. Marissa Manis was uh, the wife of Tim Manis, a good friend of mine. He pastors down in Florida. He used to be the dean of men at Landmark Baptist College. And anyway, to make a long story short, Marissa died of brain tumors. She, she elected to uh, have her baby rather than have an abortion and uh, brain tumor. We wrote a song entitled Fear Not My Child, uh, one of the first songs that Stephanie and I worked on. I think maybe the second or third. I'm not sure, but just a great song. And we picked that out to kind of tell the story. Listen to that song and listen to every word. Make sure you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Take that fear and give it to God. Trust in him, not princes, not people. It's about God. God can take today, can hold your hand, keep you breathing, keep you walking, lift you upright take you to that place you got to be. No man can do that. We sure do love you folks. Hey, listen to every word of this song and then listen to what Eric has to say. It's very important that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.